Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, other candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on? Nothing, nothing. What's up with you? Well, I just got done preaching. How about you? I got done preaching myself. Hey, <laughs> preaching brothers. Uh, I'm tired. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's why we had to do the Diet Coke. Yeah, because uh, we're dragging. Joe, Joe calls me, and I'm thinking, oh, he wants to talk and say, hey. You know, he's like, hey. I'm like, you thirsty? <laughs> I'm like, so immediately, I'm like, I can bring some bourbon. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know. I'm thought, thirsty, oh, though. And I was like, oh, Miller Lite? <laughs> You're like, no, I'm thirsty. I'm like, oh, okay, Diet Coke. Yeah. He wants a Diet Coke. So yeah. I stopped at McDonald's, got his favorite Diet Coke, and here we are. Yeah, we're ready. I feel better now, too. I know. So do I. I mean, it was a good day. Great worship. Um, you know, I know you preached hard. I preached hard. Though I preached twice as hard because I preached twice. Fair enough. Yeah. But see, here's the thing, though, is that the first time never counts for you. Your oh, yeah, it counts. No, no, no. It doesn't. Yeah. It's your dry run. No, no. It's no, your no, dry first run. But it's not practice. It's oh, not practice. Really? It's not no. like last week when you apologized during the first service? Ah, I'm sorry for boring you. I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> you're, you, now you're making <sighs> things up, bearing false witness. Well- Bearing false witness. I'm going to have to check my sources because I wasn't here. Okay, yeah. No. But someone I, told me that last night. No, I would never say that. It's <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. Just, who said that? You, I don't want to say You say it. who it is. I'm not going to say, say who it on, is. I'm not saying on the podcast. Colson. No. No, no. Somebody in your CG. That's who it was. Uh-huh. So I'm I can not tell. going to. I can tell. No, I, uh, All right. Why would I say that? I'm sorry for boring you. Something like you had a long intro or something. You had a oh, long I, intro. No, no. I didn't say that. I, I, I probably made a joke about how... I have a long intro or something. Uh, I wouldn't apologize way. for boring. It wasn't right, boring. I'm just, I'm Last just, week wasn't I didn't boring. Bear false witness, but I'm not going to say the person's name. All right. Um, that's just, it's rude and it's inconsiderate, All right. All right. Tyler. Well, thanks a lot, Alma. <laughs> okay, no, it's Tyler. Okay, I'll talk to Tyler. I'll see what's up, man. What's up, Tyler? Whatever. But he loved the sermon. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He, after he woke up after the introduction. <laughs> Well, first service, dry run. No, it's See, not a dry run, but it's a warm-up. It's a warm-up. See, that's just it. I come in revved up, ready to go. Yeah, because you because then it's like, you know, you come in, and you're like, and it's like 20 minutes, and you're done. So, you know. I was 20 like, minutes today. Oh, you were probably 20 minutes. That was 35. I don't know. I heard that uh, mm. I got some feedback. and I Oh, yeah. What was, was the feedback you got? They said, it's a little short. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um so uh, we're hanging out. We're here at the church, mm-hmm. not smoking. Mm. Oh, you can't see it. This is one of those times I wish yeah. we had a video. And there's just Joe, the disdain on his face. It would be so much better if we were smoking right now. Yeah, I agree. But All right. it's illegal. Yeah, whatever. No, it's not whatever. Yeah, it's all right, illegal. I'm just saying. So we've had a good week. We both preached. We're tired. We got our Diet Cokes. But now we're chilling. We get to hang out. That's right. We're together. And we're going to talk about... Um, church planting again. Yes. But we want to talk about... 2.0. Yeah. And we're, and we're going to come back to church planting from time to time because it's really important to us. We value that as a church. And so you can... We'll link to it in the show notes. We can listen to our, a previous episode on yeah. church planting. Because a, a lot of it is, you know, we're always looking for interns, church planting interns, people to, to be a part of what we do here at Redeemer. But you got to be part of the life of the church before we'll send you out to right. plant a church. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to get people to move here. Joe Wetzel... Where you at, son? Where you at? All right, so... Um, you like how I segue that? I, I do. I do like You're that. You're welcome. I was like, where is he going with that? All right, so we got to talk his wife into that, though. 
Uh, it's a big move for her. Oh, He's down. He's ready to do it. Yeah, don't 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 call her out. Say, oh, how. hey Jess. No, yeah, don't call why, her out. Like why are you that? slowing things down? No, no. Do not stand no, in God's is, way. No, she's being diligent and prayerful. I feel like she's being belligerent. No, no, diligent, prayerful, diligent or nope, belligerent. Nope. There's wisdom there. Uh, very smart. Very smart. She said that an angel would have to come down from heaven to convince her. Well, I, I don't know what else to say to you, Jess. <laughs> I mean, maybe that will happen, or maybe the Lord will work on your heart and convince you. And That's what I told her. I said, like, you can't stand against the sovereign God of the universe. Man, he's just got to change your mind. All right, so we want to talk about uh, church planting, but That's specifically right. the, the church planting green light. When Oh, that this is important because a lot of churches, a lot of church planters will just rush, rush, rush to get out the door and get started and kind of... Would sputter and fail. And a lot of churches will push them out um, yeah. without due diligence. A lot of denominations and church planting networks will like, hey, if you want to go, we'll, we'll just send you. I, listen, I'll be honest. The SBC yeah, used to good. do a lot of that. Yeah, they would be like, whoever somebody yes. wants to go plant yep. a church, here's a little bit of money. Go plant a church without really investing, uh, investigating. Now, they changed that, though. They, oh, no, they, they're doing great now. They've adjusted that. They realized that issue, that, that very specific issue that you're talking about, uh, and have now kind of turned it. It now has a more thorough vetting process. Oh, yeah. No, they they, they copied Acts 29 and uh, and other healthy uh, church planting yeah, networks. Yeah, well, yeah, but the healthy stuff of Acts 29, not yeah. the abusive leadership. But continue. No, well, that's not Acts 29. This is some, oh, yeah. some oh, yeah. churches. That wasn't Acts 29? No, that was some churches some, in Acts Some churches in Acts 29? Yeah. But the leadership of Acts 29. No. For a time. Oh, well, oh you're well, talking, okay, not, not the leadership. No, you're oh, wrong. You're, well, I'm wrong? Yeah. The leadership speaks to all of the leaders. To all the leaders? Yeah. Well, when you've got king at the top telling okay. everybody at the bottom what to do. Okay, so that's one person. What, but that's still leadership. Okay, but it's one Listen, part of the leadership. You just need to get on the bus or you're yeah. going to get under the bus. Why would you say that? That's a mean thing to say. Well, that's a Driscollian well, I know. It's comment. not cool. Don't say that. All right, now listen. So well, anyways, SBC took the good stuff right. and made it better. Well, I don't know if they made it better, but they're doing really good. They got really good assessment processes now. They're very much investing in local churches to yeah. spearhead the church planting. Um, and so what we want to talk about is when we have somebody who wants to plant a church uh, or when we hear from somebody that's interested in church planting, yeah. before we can give them the green light, which means we're going to send you and help support you, or it means we give you our blessing and we're excited for you, yeah. uh, we can't say green light go unless we have Red a, light. No, green light. So oh, yeah. we, we can't say red light. Them, okay, that's I'm not playing the green light, red light, green light game. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. All right. So we don't give the green light until light. okay. You're just the people that are not even they're turning, they're tuning out. Oh, good. They're now, listening now, to Happy Rant. Oh well, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> There'll be no joy in your ears now. Continue. No, lots of cynicism. All right. Green so light, go. what we would say is uh, we give the green light to those people that uh, that understand calling, yeah. context clarity and collaboration so those are the, the four of the most important so baptist things. of you i like i put so, all i teach so this stuff baptist i teach this stuff and, and listen i don't which alliterate is great. i don't alliterate. like joe will not he'll uh, he's done this before oh yeah in a sermon we'll he'll have like three points or four points and it's like you know church context calling and then he'll be like and the last one's belief because i ain't gonna go with another seed <laughs> <laughs> i won't do it i won't do it but this one, because I really want people to kind of grasp it, I'll yeah. go ahead and work with uh, with these sort of things. So I've, I've, I've taught this before, and I've walked people through it. 
And I think we can give the green light to somebody um, when these four things um, are really embraced and understood. Now, of course, this is presupposing a fitness to minister, ordination, yeah. theological acuity, and things like that. Um, but calling context, clarity, and collaboration are absolutely essential. Jimmy, when we're talking about calling, there are there are some people who hate the idea of calling, uh, calling to ministry calling to church planting. There are people out there that would say calling's not a thing. You either do it or you don't do it. It's it's about competency. It's not about calling. What what do you what do you think about that? No, I mean I, I disagree. I think you look in scripture, I mean, from the start you see this sense of calling or election or of choosing or of setting aside or or uh, any sense of, of that. I think that's I think there's a biblical aspect to it. I'm thinking of Paul and Timothy, right? Like when he's, when he's encouraging Timothy about remember the gift that you have been given, like remember your strengths, remember what you've been called to do here in this, in this place and in this town. Um, And so I think it's, I I do think calling is important. What we're talking about there is that, that God has, uh, or that an individual has been specifically, uh, I I don't want, I can't use the word called, uh, set aside, set apart Mm -hmm. by God. Uh, and the church has recognized this and affirms this uh, for them to to partake in the ministry of God. That's that's a really important way to put it. Like what you said, right? It's it's someone who has been set apart for this particular vocation yes. for this particular task, um, because you know we, we we see this in Scripture, right? Paul was called and his apostle to be an apostle to the Gentiles. Um, you know, people are called to Christ in that yeah. sense, but then we have people that are, are called to function in the church in specific roles. Well, I mean, think of like when, when they talk about, you know, Paul plants a seed, Apollos watered, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, people have different aspects of their calling. Apollos was water boy. He was yeah. water boy? Yeah. Like the Adam Sandler version? Yeah, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, we have different roles, and we're called to these roles. Mama said, my mama said. So here's the thing. We, we, what we don't mean by this is what a lot of Southern Baptists say. Oh, when, i got to hear this. Hard. When a lot of Southern Baptists, Jimmy, talk about um, I was called to the ministry, they're referring to a very specific point in time when they experientially came to understand their calling. And, and really, they're oftentimes talking about a moment when God like hits them with a lightning bolt. So mm. like you say, oh, I was called to ministry. Oh, yeah, tell me about that. And they'll, and they'll say, I was listening to this preacher, and he said, someone here is called, and I was like zapped with a lightning bolt, and that's, when I, that's the moment God called me. Yeah. Like there was a time when they weren't called, and then a time when they were called. Yeah, that's just, I, that's I, not I, what we're talking about. I've never, I've never, I mean, maybe it, it, God does work like that. I don't want to downplay what maybe God's doing other people. Sure. But I, that, that's not the way, at least I, I don't see it in scripture kind of in that, in that well, regard. Well, you know, Paul was converted in that sense. And, All right, fair enough. And so we, there, there, it's, I'm not saying that you don't have an experience, but that's not what we mean by calling. What we mean by calling is that you've been set apart for this from before the foundations of the earth. Good. Your calling is in that sense from before time. And you discern that call and maybe there's a moment when you discern that call Mm -hmm. and when the local church affirms that call. But, um, yeah. So we're talking about calling to ministry in general is, is God, uh, preparing you, setting you apart, um, basically putting you in place to do a very specific task. That's what we mean. We don't mean the experiential lightning bolt thing. So then how do you know if you're called then? Right. Because yeah. if, if it's not that kind of sense of uh, a lightning bolt type thing, because I mean, a lot of times it'd be easier if that was the case. Right. But if, if... Ah, I don't want the lightning bolt. Well, you don't think the lightning bolt no, is man. easier? 
No, I mean, the zap wouldn't be no, easier. No, Doctor Tom Askell was struck by lightning. That messed him no, up for stop years. It. I'm, okay, okay. I'm he not, was messed up for years. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about hey, figure, Tom. figurative. Hey Tom, remember that time you were struck by lightning twice? Hey bro, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was struck once, not twice. Twice would have been a bad sign. Twice means you you in oh, trouble. Twice, yeah. Somebody's really gunning for you when you get hit twice. Well, the only person that's gunning for you is 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 God. No, it could it, it could be Satan falling from heaven like. Lightning. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we're so dumb. Like we are. All right. So okay, I, I would say this. You've already yeah, mentioned one of them. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? You've already mentioned one of them relating to yeah, the church. I did. So let's Boom. let's put it in order. I would say, and this is what like uh, Richard Baxter would say, Charles Spurgeon would say yeah. this. Um, all the guys that didn't live very long in life because uh, they didn't know how to take care of themselves um, <laughs> died of gout. So I would say that you, you know you're called when these three things come together. Number one, you have an internal longing, aspiration, desire, compulsion to do this. You've got to do this thing. I have to do this thing. You're restless until you're doing this thing. So whatever it is, whatever that ministry is, um, that's, the, that's probably the, the first thing. Now, it may not happen first, but it will be a part of it's your calling. It's a part calling. of the three. Yeah. So it's one of the three. And then the second thing is, do you bear fruit when you do that work? Are you effective? Um, do you see God producing through you in that? So maybe that's preaching, to teaching, uh, teaching discipleship, yeah. um, evangelism, whatever. And then the third thing that you mentioned, Jimmy, which is like super critical linchpin, the local church will yes. affirm that calling. They will say, That's the thing we neglect the most. Oh my gosh. No, because we're so independent, like entrepreneurial, like I'm going to yeah. go do my thing. Uh, and it's always like because you're upset with the current church. Because nobody's doing it say, right. Oh, I wish they would do it right. Oh. I wish there was I wish there was a faithful church. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start that faithful church, guys. Yeah. Come follow me. So annoying. You're so arrogant. But we do that. Like and that and like and that and if this is why it's so important for us to and we're gonna talk about this, um to to do this in the context of community and the yes. local church. Um, I, you know, I have guys saying like, oh, I want to plant a church. I'm like, yeah, uh, what church are you coming out of? Oh, uh, nothing. Yeah. That, that makes that, me very uncomfortable. That's um, an issue right there. Yeah. Cause I don't know like, well, how do you, what, what gives you the confidence that you're called to do this? If you don't have a local church and, and a body of God's people saying you should do this. And now, not only that, then how, where's the, where is the accountability? We're going to get into that. Okay. Fine, fine. Hang on. Hang sorry, on to that. Sorry, but hold on. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 So what about though? Like there's a difference between being called to church planting right. and being called to the ministry you know, being called to pastoral ministry or, right. or things. Cause I know I've struggled with that sense. I've struggled with, okay, am I called to church planting or am I just called to the pastorate? Right. You know, and I've wrestled with that. I know there was a time when Joe and I yep. were exploring, okay, is God calling me to, to church planting uh, at that point? No, at this point, no, you know, I, I really sense God's calling me into some other areas. And so, yeah. How do you, how do you kind of navigate that? Well, you know, your your sense of calling narrows over time, right? And so, is your wife calling again? She's been like calling, like no, it's not my wife. Well, you, is there just a picture of your wife on your phone? Yeah, it's a picture of my okay. wife on my phone. Because like the picture of your wife keeps lighting up uh, yeah, while we're recording. Because she lights up my life. Wow! Booyah! You just Joe, you, you just scored points with ten percent of our listeners who are women. Okay, I, 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 oh, Joe, you what? 40%. We have oh, a lot okay. of lady 40%, listeners. 40%, 40%. Um, 
so I would say your, your, your sense of calling usually narrows as you get closer to it. So for example, you might have a, have a general sense, I am called to ministry, yeah. and then it might narrow down to, let's just say you're going to be a pastor, I feel called to pastoral ministry. Yeah. And then as you continue to you know, pray and work, you, it'll be like, I'm called to pastoral ministry in a specific capacity. The difference between pastoring and planting in one sense is planters are pastors, but not all pastors are planters. Um, so, um, when you're a pastor, you have the normal work of ministry that you've got to do. Um, you know, you're you're preaching, you're teaching, uh, you're discipling, you're visiting, uh, you're, you're you're praying, uh, you're doing all the things that you would expect. But planting is different because it has uh, unique aspects to it. Um, you're starting something new. Yeah. Uh, you're really starting something from scratch. Uh, in many cases, you're starting with just a handful of people. You're moving into a new location, and you are going to, by the grace of God slowly create a new culture yeah. uh, for that church. Um, it involves uh, a lot more planning because you have to address every specific issue. You don't get to inherit things that may already be working well, but you also don't have to inherit things that are a mess that you yeah. have to somehow retrofit or fix or tear down and then rebuild. Uh, it's a different sort of a thing. Um, you know, it, it's not that one is better than the other or that one is harder than the other. In fact, uh, if if I don't see myself as the kind of guy that could just be plugged into an established church, no, no. Actually, I th- we, like we joke about it, but it, there's there's some reality to the fact that I don't think Joe Pat and I Mm-mm. could fit anywhere else. No, it, this church it works because there's a and I wasn't a pl- I wasn't the church planter. You know what I mean? No, but just because we're like minded. Yeah, no. It's 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 a different place, and so. Uh, you know, for me to go into an established church, boy, uh, that would have to be a really unique kind of a church. And um, very open change. Yeah. So uh, it's not that one's easier or harder. It's just that they're very different. And so if you're called to pastoral ministry, that's great. But just because you're called to pastoral ministry doesn't mean you're called to planting ministry. Yeah. Um, you're, <clears throat> there, certain things are going to have to be in place. And one of those things is a specific sense of calling to start a new church that is then verified by the local church uh, in sending you. And uh, you, you really want to see that you have been able to bear fruit in that through the beginning of other... What have you started before? Have you started a small group before? Yeah. And has it flourished well? Have you started a ministry? Some people have just started companies and they've done well there. And that's a demonstration that they can yeah. start something. But it's not just starting though, Joe. It has to be someone... It's got to be something that you can start... And it's still going, right? Like it's got to be something that you could start and you learn to hand off, right? right. You know what I mean? That at least that's my sense. If people could start, people start things all day, oh, every yeah. day, and they, you know, fail and they crash after a year or two, whatever. Um, and failure is good. Failure Fa- is good, but, I, but I guess I'm just but saying. You have do, to do, have you have a, do you have a record fruit. Of, of fruit? Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Totally. So, Totes. calling is one of the things we want to make sure that guys that are going to plant a church, uh, especially as the lead guy, that um, that they have a sense of divine calling to do that very thing. Um, that's, that's one of the critical components. The other critical component to this is context, meaning where will you mm. plant, right? Because you have a sense of calling to church planting, but until you know your context— yeah, it's it's not going to go. Yeah, is anywhere. there a city? Is there a county? Is there a state? A, a, the country? Like, like what? What is it? Or where is it that you feel God is calling you? And I mean, the real question is like, man, can you fit there? Right, right. So you're you're talking about like, is there a place where you can go to begin this new work 
and then flourish. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be like everybody in that context, but you have to be able to fit in that context in, a, in an effective way. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, listen, there's a lot of uh, rural churches and they're they're faithful, Bible believing, love the Lord, just beautiful people. I don't think I could fit. No, no, I, I couldn't fit. I couldn't fit because those are real men. And I lotion my hands. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's one of those, like, I don't, I don't think I, I, I can't fit in that context. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I think, though, here's the thing. that I, I think that it's, They would love me and accept me. I'm just saying. It's, I'm just, but for you specifically, but there could be somebody who does lotion his hands uh, and who yet God could call and make, make them to fit into that context. Absolutely. So I, I don't think it's, you know, we're not saying that there is a, sort of a, 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 a cookie-cutter approach, like only people that look like this can go there. But you have to know where you're burdened. Like, is there a place you're burdened that's for? The, yeah, that's the right question. I mean, is, is so like city, like you said, Jimmy, city, county, state, country, uh, sometimes people don't have a city in mind. Uh, they, they're not burdened for a particular place, but they are burdened for a t- particular kind of person. Like, right? what, like, what do you mean by that? Okay. So they're like, I'm like, I connect with blue collar people really well, they might say. And I just, I have a heart for them. I want to, I want to bring the gospel to them. Or somebody else might say, you know what? Uh, I have a lot of education. Um, I, I love, I love education. I'm sort of a brainy nerdy guy. And I, I, I really want to bring the gospel to bear to those who are really smart, too smart for their own good, think mm-hmm. they don't need God, mm-hmm. think they don't need religion. I want to bring it to them. So, is there a demographic? Is there a per? Is there a people group? Is there a is there a people that you are just burdened for that you you know you connect with well that you want to um, invest your life in? You know, Paul was called by God to the Gentiles. He loved the Jews; those were his people. Um, he would have died for them, and yet God called him to the Gentiles specifically. Yeah. And that was, that was the bulk of his ministry. So what we're talking about here is you have to have not only a sense of calling to church planting, but you have to have a place and a context yeah. in which this plant is going to become a reality. And if you don't know the context, I can't really get behind you. Like if you no, don't have no. the city, the people, and, and that once you do begin to have clarity on, on the city, uh, the, 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 the people or wherever, you have to really begin to drill down into that and take it very seriously. Yeah, like I mean, what do you mean by that, though? Like, how do you? I don't. I guess that's the part because I've never planted a church, so right. this is kind of I'm learning as we're discussing here. But like, once you kind of narrow that down, where does it then go from there? Well, you have to do some demographic research to start, right? Even if you grow up there, like I grew up here where we planted. Okay, I feel like I know yeah. it pretty well. But thankfully, we're a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. And the Southern Baptist Convention has something called the North American Mission Board. Mm. And the North American Mission Board uh, works with Lifeway and they do a whole bunch of research. And so I'm able to contact NAMB and say, Hey, can I get a full demographic breakdown for this zip code? And they'll say, sure. Do you want just that zip code or do you want to go by a, a, a mile radius? And, um, I remember I said, I want a five mile radius around this address. And they said, great, no problem. Send it right over. And it breaks down everything from not just census data, which you can get, uh, which is nice because it puts it all together in a nice package for you. Uh, but it also does uh, is based on other research that NAM and Lifeway has done so that you know 
um, what the increase of uh, Catholic versus evangelical yeah. uh, church membership has been over the past 20, 30, 40 years. You know um, what kind of leadership style people tend to favor and dislike in a particular area. So the demographics are going to help you get even a, a, a clearer understanding of the place mm-hmm. that God is calling you to or the people that God is calling you to because though you might have some intuitive understanding of it or some experiential understanding of it, there's a lot more to learn. So demographics is, is going to be a really big part of it. And what about like how many churches are present in that area, right? Like totally. I mean, would you say if there's lots of churches, maybe step away? Or yeah, I guess I'm trying to ask that. Like, I mean, can you really have enough churches? Or, yeah, I, th- I think that. Well, you want to look and see, like, okay, how many churches are present? What kind of churches are they? All right, that's yeah. And you know, even if we were to, because more than likely, if you're talking gospel preaching churches. Uh, the number is going to be low because even a lot of evangelical churches that know what the gospel is, they don't really preach the gospel very much. They oftentimes wind up just preaching, you know, works or law or whatever. Um, and so you want to look at it and, and understand, okay, so how many good churches are there? But even then, how many good churches does it take to reach a city? Yeah. I mean, it, okay, so St. Charles has 40,000 or so people in it, um, but St. Charles, Geneva, Batavia, Elgin, mm. Aurora— uh, if you do a five mile radius around our church, that's a hundred thousand people. Just a five mile radius. Now, um, Redeemer's not going to reach all those people. We're going to reach a fraction of those yeah. people. And so, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be concerned if somebody felt called to plant the church in St. Charles. Um, we, I would, just, I would hopefully know that it was kind of borne out and they were working with their local church and all this was going on. So, but yeah, you want to look at that. Uh, what are the churches present? What's the gospel witness like? Um, because mostly I think most church planters want to go where there is a real need, a greater yeah, yeah. need, uh, than other church, other places that are flooded. But again, it depends on the kinds of churches, kind of present. churches. I mean, what about like the religion of the area? Right. That's a really big one in, in our area. It's 40% Roman Catholic, I believe. Yeah. Um, 40% was the last one I read. And uh, and then after that, it's uh, the highest demographic of religion is Lutheran. Um, and since 19, I think it was since 1980, since 1980, the Roman Catholic Church in this area has been increasing in number and the evangelical church has been decreasing in this number. Oh, I didn't realize that. Steadily. So, yeah, you, you want to understand what is the religion of this area. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes we're talking about religion. Uh, in the formal sense, but sometimes we're also just talking about idolatry. Mm. You know, what is the what are the idols in that in that culture? Well, Can you discern them? Well, okay, so you, yeah, you're not going to get that from the demographics nope. per se, but like, no, how, this how, is not how all that, demographics. No, but yeah. I know. But how do you how do then do you uh, discern what is the idol? I mean, is that just part of just? I guess maybe that's just part of being part of the community. Yeah, doing you're research on the community through immersion. Really, through, you're yeah. gonna, you're just going to have to be there to really understand that. So I think you know when you're when you're figuring out context, you 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 have to say. Um, do your research, but you also have to be a part of it, yeah. and you have to pay really close attention. Um, there, listen, it's it's pretty easy to spot some of the idols in our context here, right? So, um, uh, materialism, yep. security, security, financial, um, I mean, financial security, big, big, big ones, but also kids yeah. and kids' sports. Um, like become big idols where the whole family revolves around and sacrifices. Not just the whole family, the whole community. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to think of the a couple over uh, Batavia, right? Batavia is huge. They're all fo- pagans in Batavia. No, but huge <laughs> football community. Yeah. I mean, you go into a, a restaurant there, they're streaming, they're streaming the, the high school Bulldogs. football game. Yeah. yeah. 
at, at every restaurant there. You know, everyone's all and you know what? Hey, I'm all for community getting around. You know, idols. And, uh, no, right. I know. No, I, get, I get what you're saying. Stop you're it. You know what about, I mean? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Because yeah. here's the thing. If I was in a rural area right. and it was a small town and, you know, there was the, the local sports team or, you know, with the youth and all that, a lot of the, a lot of the community goes out for that. I get it. I understand that. But you need to still recognize yeah. where people's priorities are placed. Right. I think they should just start naming uh, sports teams after idols and false gods, like like the Montgomery Molex. I think they ought to just start. <laughs> I think they ought to start like just like, that way the you Batavia know. The Bale. Bales. That's the Batavia Bales. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. All right. See, we're on the same page. All right. So um, I think that's I think that's a really important part of it. And then also like what are the customs? What are the values? Yeah. Like what are the rhythms of this city and this community? Rhythm. Expound on that. Sorry, because people don't, people might not, I understand what you mean by that, but there might be others that don't. Yeah, well, so like, you know, every every, every community has certain um, uh, cultural experiences that yeah. are unique or common to them. Um, and so sometimes you'll, you'll see general customs or values or beliefs, um, and sometimes there are rhythms, things that are natural, repeated occurrences in a particular place. Yeah. So rhythms would include uh, things like, uh, recurring events that are popular. Uh, Scarecrow Fest. Scarecrow Fest in, in Batavia. Uh, Festival of the Vine in Swedish Days in Geneva. Uh, sacrifices to Baal in Batavia. Uh, <laughs> like all, there's all kinds of, of things, like rhythms, like what, what happens at this time of year? So in the fall, what is common in this city? What tends to happen? Yeah. Um, what are the repeated experiences and occurrences? So you, you just have to learn more about the people. Be this is important because once you get context down, that get, allows you to get to the place of clarity, right? Clarity is that next thing that has to be there for us to give the green light to a church planter. So we're talking about clarity. We're talking about is there a, a vision for what this church will look like here? Yes, yes. That's a, that's a major, major part of it. Clarity on what kind of a church am I planting what are we going to be about? How are we going to talk about this work? Uh, so on and so forth. So vision is the big word. Um, before you can, because here's the thing, before you can paint a vision for what your church is going to be like, you have to know where it's going to be because the same church cannot be identically replicated in every city. Yeah, uh, It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. Um, even if it has the same basic DNA, even if it has the same skeletal structure even, uh, it's going to function a little bit differently. So I mean, you, let, let's let, let's actually. Here's a good example. Okay. Let's think about uh, Hughley, right? They they did the they planted the church in Mount Prospect, right? And now God's calling them to plant a church in Salt Lake City, right? That's going to be different, even though it's kind of like the core leadership and and, and the way they operate, beliefs, and the, beliefs, and yeah. everything is the same. How they do that there is going to be different than how they did it in Mount Prospect, right, and even though it's the exact same planting team. Right, same same exact planting. A, a church on on the west side of Chicago uh, is going to look different from a church in the western suburbs of Chicago. Yes, uh, theologically, it could be identical, uh, but things are, are are going to be different. So the clarity. You know, what you're determining is when you're building the vision for your church, um, you're answering questions like, how do I articulate the mission of the church? Yeah. So the mission of the church is to make disciples. I think hopefully we all agree on that. If you don't agree on that, you're you got some problems. Um, but how do you articulate the mission of the church? How do you articulate it? What goes into it? What are the words that you choose to state? Well, the mission of the church is to make disciples. Like, okay, well, you got to unpack that. Inside. Yeah, yeah. So how you articulate that. And then you talk about like, well, what are going to be the regular rhythms of this church that help produce disciples? Is it going to be Sunday school? 
Is, or is it going to be small groups? Um, like that's an, those are legitimate questions. What are the what are the most important primary ministries that you will begin with yeah. as you plant your church? This is where clarity starts to come into focus. It, th- like um, style of preaching. Okay. So like what you know, different preachers preach in different ways. Um, and when you're preaching to different audiences, sometimes there are different things that you got to take into consideration. Um, so what is the preaching going to look like? I mean, this relates to the whole, you know, building the culture of corporate worship. Yeah. So the style of music. Yeah. The liturgy. Yeah. What, yeah. how the flow is going to happen. You know, the responsive reading, you know, uh, are you even doing responsive reading? Yeah, are right? you even yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, all that stuff that has to be discussed and thought through, uh, with the singular focus of two things. First, well, how can it be singular and then two things? With the singular Way to call fo- me out. <laughs> with the singular focus <laughs> I know. of uh, well, in my two head, things. In my head, I was like, <laughs> the singular focus of the glory of God. But then I was like, but then how do you help move people? In, no, in you're good. You, go. you, you do your thing. You're good. I'm with you. Yeah, They're yeah. with you. Everybody's- singular focus of two things. Okay. You know, obviously, primarily the glory of God. Okay. Glorify like God. That. I like that. But then also, how do you help move people from point A to point B to point C? Yeah. No, I, you're right. I mean, the, <laughs> I can't believe you called me out on that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're saying like, hey, listen, I'm called to plant a church. I know where I'm going to go. You can begin to strategize, right? You can you can begin to. This is this is the the stage at which you begin to dream and to articulate and to brainstorm. And uh, to do research uh, about like how church planting actually works. Now, all of this is going to be secondary to your confessional identity and church polity and things like that, right? You're you're yeah. going to be like those are those are critical essentials. Uh, church polity, confessional identity. That's not going to change. But how long am I going to preach? You know, um, uh, which songs are we going to use, and are we going to use instruments or not, and what kind of it? What's the flavor of the? All of that's going to depend on on where you're going to be. So. The, the better you understanding you have on your, uh, your area, your region, your city, the more uh, capable you will be for clearly yeah. articulating exactly what is going to happen when you plant this church and where you're ultimately going. Because here's the thing, the difference between church planting, one of the differences between church planting and going to an established church is uh, you are creating something. Yeah. Now, of course, Jesus builds the church, and the gates of hell doesn't pre- don't prevail against it. I get that, but um, what we're saying is, is God is using you to create something. There's going to be a unique culture to that church. Um, there's there's going to be a healthy confessionalism and yeah. piety and all of that. But you're creating something, and so you've got to have real clarity for that for 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 it to be created healthy. To be if you don't have a plan, yeah. if you don't have an outline, it's going to be a mess. But also. You're also inviting people to be yes. a part of this, right? That's it. I mean, not, you're not just inviting. Here's the thing. You're inviting others around you to join in, uh, to plant the church. So if they don't understand the vision, if they don't understand the direction, then it's going to be it's going to be a hard sell. And right. if you can't sell a core team, then you can't sell a visitor. Right. Or a guest, or whatever you want to say. Right? I don't like using "sell." You know, I think you're gonna. No, I think that's turn the right off. word here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the selling right word indulgences here. Yes, and you, stuff. <laughs> like, wait, yes, okay. I'm glad no, you agree with that. I do think you have to. You, you. There is some like quote unquote selling because if they don't buy into it, then they're not going to get behind it and support it. And uh, sounds like to you want them to buy the even salvation. You sound like one of those prosperity All right. guys. All right, listen, 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 listen. I'm listening. Maybe. 
<laughs> no, I know exactly what you're saying. You know saying. what you mean. Yes, no, totally, okay. totally. Because listen, you're 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 putting something out there, and you're trying to paint a picture of something that is good that God is doing. And if you don't communicate that well, they're not going to buy it. They're not going to believe it. They're not going to understand it. So if if they're gonna, you know, if you're if you're going to communicate it, sell it. Uh, well, then they'll be more likely to buy it or believe it because yeah. um, they can actually see it. So you, you have to communicate this stuff. People you- need to know where they're going to go, where you're taking them. Yeah. Because you can't get excited about something where you don't know mm-hmm. what the where, where you're going. I mean, I've had church, you know, church planters and potential church planters share with me like the kind of vision and um, like and it's like a 10 page vision thing. Right. And I'm like, all right, dude. Listen, if you can't do this on a napkin, then yeah. I, 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 I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. In fact, one of the things we talk to people about all the time is, is listen, um, if you're really called to plant this church, then um, I should be able to drop you at a conference and you could do 30 to 45 minutes uh, preaching and, and articulating this. But you could also give me a 60 second elevator pitch about it that's as well. It. You got to be able to do all of that. If I mean, that's the kind, that's what clarity uh, provides and and it's what uh, calling to church planting I think requires. And I mean, you know, I know I've mentioned this in the past, uh, but one of the things that did kind of uh, solidify for Michelle and I that Redeemer was in my preaching. That Redeemer was yeah. uh, for us uh, was when Joe Joe came and visited uh, the factory and we were talking and hanging out, having coffee, and uh, just right there in in sixty seconds. Uh, laid out the vision for the church. That's how good I was. It was good. I was, and it I was, was, it was articulate. It was clear. <laughs> it was memorable. And I thought to myself, okay, if the leadership understands, then the people can understand. Because I've been in too many churches where the leadership has no idea what where the church is going. So how do they expect any of us to know? Yeah. Um. And so I think that's I. I can't stress that enough. I can't stress how frustrating it is. I, I won't. I won't do it. I refuse to do it to get behind a leader that doesn't know where they're going. Yeah, well, uh, no, that's that's just, that's what you need from a leader. <laughs> I just I, I, I refuse. And if you're a church planter that don't doesn't know where you're going, then you have no business calling people around you yet. Yeah. If you have no idea what the direction there is, there's no business in trying to raise support and to raise a core team. And the reality is, is they're going to wind up hurting people and they're going to be hurting the more vulnerable because just to be honest, the ones that have wisdom aren't going to, aren't going to follow you. No. They're not going to follow you because you don't know where you're going and you can't articulate it. I can't tell you how many people we've had to turn down in doing assessments for church planters because they so obviously didn't know didn't really believe that they were called. So calling itself was just a really big thing. They just were like, eh, you know, if I didn't do this, I could do something else. Or if we began to ask them very like basic questions about, um, you know, what, what is this going to look like? How's it going to work? They have no idea. So one last aspect to this, right? Uh, oh, it's a parachute. You want to parachute into a situation. No, parachute no. into all, a context. That's not a C, that's a P. And we're, we're lining it oh, all we're, up. Oh, we're not, we're not doing yeah. it? Yeah. So calling. Yeah. I got everything calling context, uh-huh. where are you going to plant, clarity, uh-huh. what's it going to look like. And then crash into a community. No, not cra- – no, no, it's collaboration. Oh, Collaboration. So um, which basically means don't go alone. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad idea. Some people have done it, and they've done well, but uh, that tends to be the exception rather than the rule. Our first church planter, it was just him and his wife. We sent them out, and they planted a church, and they're doing great. But yep, yep. That, that was really hard. It was really hard for them, but it's also – that's where, again, calling was really yeah. important. 
you know, Jamie knew he was called. Yeah. And, and we knew he was called. And he knows he's called. We, and we knew we were, we backed him. We're like, you, you, you've got to go. That's it. So what we're talking about in collaboration is, is not going alone, but working with others um, in, a, in a number of different ways. Uh, as you go to plant this church. Now, this is this is you know something that I think we, all of our church plants after Jamie have had collaboration, um, and Jamie had a little bit of collaboration, but not as much as our new one. So, one of the one aspect of collaboration for all church plants ought to be elder oversight from a parent church. Yes, you need some people who have experience, who love you, who have your back, but will also tell you to knock it off if you're getting sideways, um, and that would be the elders from your parent church who can shut the whole thing down if you go renegade and start mm. doing something crazy, but who will also protect you from abusive people That's that it. sometimes creep into church plants. Oh, absolutely. You, you need you need the advice. You need the oversight. You need the, uh, the security of having a uh, parent church with the elder oversight over the, the finances, over the leadership, over everything um, as you transition through this time. Yeah. And, you know, when you have a parent church like that, oftentimes they can supply you, you know, that you can use the secretary or their finance team. Yeah. There, there are all these things that are helpful that, that can free up the planting pastor. But also, I mean, really the big idea here is that you have big brothers who love you and are looking out for you along the way. But we also, when we talk about collaboration, we also talk about how really important it is to have a core team yes. when, you, when you hit the field. Yeah, it can be lonely, I'm assuming, from what I hear from church planters. I mean, it's lonely out there. You're kind of bearing the burden of the church on your own. Um, and it's nice to have a team that you can bounce ideas off of, mm -hmm. work together uh, with a singular focus of... Of three things. <laughs> <laughs> All day long, I'm going to do that. With the focus of glorifying God and reaching the community, yeah, the to His praise, that was the three. <laughs> oh yeah, I take it two of them. Were the no, same. listen, listen. Even even the the shorter catechism, man's chief end, one thing is to glorify God and yep. enjoy Him forever. Exactly. See, singular focus, two things. That's right. I'm just of a different plane of understanding, bro. Do you even Westminster? <laughs> so we've got. Um, Collaboration in terms of elder oversight yes. and then core team. A core team are gonna is basically the individuals and the couples and the families that are gonna go with you to plant this church. Now maybe you're gonna have nobody, right? Which we would strongly advise against. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Jamie did, but God was with Jamie. And again, um, some <laughs> Jamie, guys, Jamie is a rock star. Jamie is Jamie's like super evangelist too, man. Like he's just he's way better at that than any than I am than any of the other oh, pastors. Because I know. he loves people. Yeah, you got to love people. That's the distinction. He loves people. I hate people. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, we, but you want to have like, um, so like Seth was able to take three families. It was yeah. him and two other married couples. And then Tom. Tom took like 20-something took like people 20-something people. And he, he didn't just take, like, he took good people. Yeah, I know. No jokers. No, no. No, no. No, at no some weirdos. Point, at some point, I remember the elderly going, all right, man. Hey. This is enough. Hey, we Knock said he could off. take as many as he wanted. I didn't think all these people would go. No, no, you could, you could have Justin Wilson. Oh yeah, like, please. I mean, you can't have Annie. Lee, you can't yeah, take his well, wife he, or yeah, kids. You can you, take Justin. You can take though. Justin. We're keeping Elizabeth. Yeah. She gets to stay. <laughs> Justin goes. Um, who's Elizabeth? Urbanowski or whatever. Oh goodness sakes, man! I got all confused. Yeah. Wow, dude, you don't okay, love people. First at all. of all, 
Urbanowski. Yeah, Urbanowski. Something that, like that is not her name. Don't uh, matter. She's gone. It's been Ur- two Urbanowitz. Years. Whatever. All right. Hey, Elizabeth. You probably don't listen, but if you do, we miss you. All right. Um, we'll trade. Need, we'll trade Justin. You, we need a core team uh, of yep. people to go with our our, our people. Um, you and you also want in collaboration. The people in that core team, some of those people need to be active in the leadership yes. of that plant. So they're not going to be elders, they're not deacons, no. they, but these are people that are taking responsibilities. For so certain that the, aspects. So the, the, the lead the, pastor. The children ministry, yeah. Whatever it is, worship right? It could ministry. be admin, worship, children. Something. So, so that they... So that the one full-time preaching guy isn't doing everything. You've yeah. got to you've got to delegate and raise up people because then those people then are potential elders. Yep. Or deacons. deacons yeah. Right. Right. So that and like you've been saying, Jimmy, and this is something that we're always concerned about is collaboration allows for greater accountability. Yeah. Not just from the um, the parent church, but also when when you're working alongside people, even if you are like our church planters. Um, carry the weight of the authority when they are out there on the field yeah, yeah, yeah. than anybody else in that church plant. Now, our, the elders at this church trump his authority. Yeah. But um, but our church planters that are out there, um, they have developed such good relationships with the people that they work alongside in their church plants. Those people will call them out. Oh, yeah. They're not going to let them get away with nonsense. So collaboration is absolutely critical. We we can give the green light to a church planter who we believe is not only called to vocational ministry, um, but who is clear, can clearly identify a calling to church planting. Um, we want to make sure in that context that they um, are theological um, beasts, right? We, we yeah. expect them to be strong theologians, godly men uh, who meet the qualifications in, in 1 Timothy 3, um, all of fitness to minister and all that. But we want them to have that personal sense of calling, context. Yeah. Uh, we want them to know where they're going. Uh, and sometimes we'll help them get there. They, we're, we're, they got a sense of calling. We start working with them to help identify context. Um, and then they start working on clarity. And before they hit the ground running, uh, they have really worked to cobble together uh, a band of misfits, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, godly renegades who are going to go and plant this church with them. So a lot of you guys are asking us, hey, can you talk a little bit more about church planting? Here are four things that we look for um, in people if we're going to say, go get them, man. We're praying for you. We love you. We believe in you. Uh, these things got to be in place. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head out to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for an email blast or you can hit up the store and sign up for the 2018 Doctrine Devotion Conference on the Spirit and the Church. Yeah, that conference has a singular focus of the Spirit, spirit and, and the, the Church. church. <laughs> Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Later. Later.